Welcome back to Bearded Wholesome and All Things Baltimore. This is Season 3, Episode 22, and I am here with Baltimore's own Yahoo Rock Blackwell, professional WBC boxer and local business owner in the yes, Medfield Hamden area. How you doing, Yahoo? I'm good, man. Can't complain, man. How you feeling? Uh, doing pretty good, man. It's Sunday. About to get ready for my work week. I know how, you know, preparing for the long five days ahead until I get to that next weekend. <laughs> I feel you, man. I know all about it, man. I know all about it. Same here. Same here. So uh, let's get right down to it, man. You got a fight coming up for the WBC. Uh, let us know what you got coming your way, man. Yeah, man. I'm fighting on uh, September 3rd. Um, I'm fighting a guy named Fugensio Zuniga. Um, he's a veteran fighter. You know, been in the sport a long time. He, he, he's fought a lot of world champions. Uh, he's a former IBO champion himself. So uh, we're fighting for the WBC uh, regional title. So how does that work? Obviously, the WBC is probably the biggest boxing organization uh, in the world. So they break it. Do they break it down based on your experience level for their promotion for the regional, and then having to fight for the the, the weight championships? Is it a different uh, process? Yeah, you have to get ranked, and then, um, you know, and then you just keep climbing the ranks, basically. So you'll get ranked, and then once you win you win the regionals, then, you know, you'll fight for another version of the WBC. So you'll probably fight for maybe the international or the continental or the diamond or, you know, and then you can start petitioning to fight for the world title. Okay, so so they do make you climb a rank system. Um, is that other than just your win loss record in the boxing? Is is it is it strictly just that, or is it a, a little bit of a political game as well? Um, a little bit of both. You know, they also have to feel like uh, you know you'll probably represent the WBC well. You know, I'm sure they take that into consideration. Um, but yeah, it's basically based upon your experience, your your fight records. Um, amateur experience, um, all of that plays a part, you know. And and uh, where have you been doing most of your training for the or all of your training? Where have you been uh, working towards the September fight? Uh, who's your uh, training team in the city? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I have, I have some people here, but I also travel to DC as well. Okay. So I'm just kind of like going back and forth, but uh. One of my guys, his name is Daniel Gooden. I got uh, Coach uh, Abel Gustavo and uh, um, Derek uh, Crisco. Okay. So uh, what are the differences between the Baltimore and D.C. camps for you? What, do they focus on different things? Is mm-hmm. one more technique and the other's more cardio-based? Or what, how do you break it down? Yeah, yeah. Each guy kind of specializes in something else. So um, – one guy is like really good for conditioning. Then you have other guys who just really technically sound, you know, they're making sure, you know, everything is sharp and how it's supposed to be. So, you know, each coach is giving you different looks and that's kind of like what you want. Cause you want to get into the fight. You want to be as comfortable as possible. I, yeah, I understand that. Uh, I had the chance to interview another boxer from Baltimore uh, a couple months ago. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dorian Bostic, and uh, yeah, thanks, uh, and he's uh he fights out of the the corner team over on 25th Street, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying how, you know, when you're trying to get ranked and you're trying to make it, you know, a move in from pro-am into full pro status, uh, mm-hmm. the travel schedule and the uh, business side of it tends to get in the way of having a, a good camp. Are you, f- you know, experiencing any of the similar uh, struggles? Um, It happens, you know, because – you know, boxing still, you know, very much so, even though, you know, you're fighting, you know, it's still prize fighting. So, you know, you're still dealing with the business side of boxing. But um, so far, so smooth. So far, it's been smooth, you know, this time around fighting for this title. That's but great. It, happened. it does happen a lot. I'm sure because, I mean, if you're not with a well-renowned team or organization, the travel, the training expenses – the, reco- the recovery, the insurance, I'm sure a lot of it. And then having to maintain another job and you mm-hmm. have businesses that you, that you run, you know, as well. So I'm sure that wearing all those hats while still trying to be healthy and maintain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, and then certain things that get in the way of life. We happen to have a, a, a chance meeting at a tire shop, right, right, right. you know, so, uh, Right, you know, yeah. just those little, just those little everyday life kind of things. Um, right. What do you, uh, what do you, have you been doing anything different to train for this fight as opposed to the next? You know, I know you just recently said in the inter- earlier part of the interview that uh, you're looking to face a more experienced boxer. Do you take a different approach when you're training for somebody that doesn't have as many fights under their belt? Um. Yeah, I. Um... The main thing for me is just to be, for this fight, is just to be, like, in phenomenal shape. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're fighting a guy, he's older, and he has the experience, then you have to, your weapon against him is the youth. So you want to be able to kind of push him, um, you know, past where he's normally comfortable working at. I understand. So you're trying to take him in, in the deep water as opposed to trying to beat him in his own game. Yeah, I'm still, you know, try to match him skill for skill. But you still want to have the, you know, if, if you can match him skill for skill and push his conditioning, then it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a bad night for him. Understood. Understood. <laughs> you know, so... uh in your professional career as a boxer to date, um, I know that you have to look ahead, obviously. Mm-hmm. Every, you got to look head ahead to each fight, and you can't overlook anybody thinking you want to box somebody else. Uh, right. who's, who's been your most challenging opponent to date that still sticks out in, in driving you to train? Um, so far, I've been able to do pretty well against everybody. Like, no one made me feel like, you know. Oh, I'm not asking if anybody punished yeah. you or anything, but, you know, yeah. so, you know, who was the most formidable? Um, You know what? I fought a guy in Mexico, um, Mexican guy, matter of fact. I not, we fought twice. Uh, his name was Benjamin Hernandez. I beat him the first time easy, but the second time we fought, I don't know. He was He was different, you know. And uh, he pushed me, man. You know what I mean? He really did, man. Um, he came in a lot bigger. 
and uh, I can tell you've been, you know, a little bit better shape. And um, after that fight, man, it just made me really be like, okay, I got to take my conditioning to the next level, you know? Yeah. I understand. So um, did you fight him under the WBC banner or was this earlier on in your career? This was earlier on. This is before the WBC came into play. Okay, so you're so you have traveled internationally for boxing. It seems like that's a common theme amongst uh, boxers trying to make their way into the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even uh, I went overseas to uh, the UK for a while. Uh, did fifteen fights over there. Um, I did a few fights in Mexico. So I just been moving around, just getting getting the work done wherever I can. That's interesting. How how was it uh, training and living over in the UK as opposed it, to Baltimore? It was different, man. It was really different, man. Um, you know, definitely two different vibes, two different cultures. You know, it, it was it was really weird, man. I think I think the thing that shocked me the most was when um, I didn't see the police have guns. Wow, <laughs> they don't have guns, man. If, if if you if you're committing a crime, they just beat you up, man. That's it. <laughs> that's a that's a wild concept. You know, you see it on the news and you see it in the movies, but it's like you almost don't believe it's real because yeah. Yeah. you know our police department has no problem. Yeah, yeah. Making it known they carry. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be a good bad a good thing or a bad thing depending on what side of the uh, law you're on. But Thanks. you know, so. What was was the training different over there? Did they have different techniques that you hadn't seen stateside? Not really. Um, you know, boxing is boxing. You know, they pretty much kind of did the same stuff, running, sparring, you know, mid work, bad work. You know, it was pretty much it was pretty much the same. While we're on the topic of the UK and boxing, uh, I'm not gonna ask you to, you know, for an in-depth review, but uh, Anthony Joshua got handled again this weekend. Oh man, I know. What do you think? Do you think that he's uh, at the end of the the tracks for his career? I don't think he's at the end, man. I think that um, Usyk is just a difficult guy, man. Like he's Usyk makes everybody look like that. You know what I mean? So it's not like you know, um, oh Anthony is just you know. He's just washed up. I don't. I don't think that. I think that Usyk just got his number. You know. I think that he just he can't deal with Usyk. But there's still, you know, a lot of guys out here. Anthony will punish. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I. It, it's just crazy how five years ago he was considered right one of the one of the best pound for pound in the world. Right. Right. And it just seems like a. It, it's not just the case with him. It's a a lot of famous boxers they're at this mountain and then all of a sudden they hit this they hit the cliff and they just fall hard and they fall fast um i know it's gotta be different watching boxing for you i'm a i'm a fan i'm not like a super fan so i don't know a whole lot of boxers i'm and i'm not even gonna try to (laughs) lie about that talking to you because you're a boxer what is it like watching the product as a pro knowing that you might come across you know people uh, that have trained these boxers or you might come across them yourself. And I know it's got to be a little bit difficult to not say a whole lot of crazy things publicly about it and try to maintain an even keel approach. 
what is it like watching matches when you might have interactions with some of these folks? Do you keep that in mind and try to be objective in the way you see things? Yeah, you do. You do. You know, you still, like you said, you still keep in mind, like, you know, I may fight this guy one day or, you know, might run across this guy. We might spar one day. You know, you keep all of that in mind. But at the same time, you still try to be objective because, you know, you understand his job and what he's dealing with. You know, it's not easy getting in that ring. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I can understand that because I've said this to pretty much every boxer or mixed martial artist I've had on this show. And, I, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Everybody thinks they can do it until they get punched in the mouth. Facts. <laughs> you know, so Facts. if you don't like it, if you can't take a punch and you don't like getting punched in the mouth, you, you know, just keep it objective and keep it, Facts. you know, keep it short. Facts. Um, Facts. While we're on the subject of training, man, um, I know it's a, it, it's more popular and there might be a little bit more money in it present day. Has anybody ever approached you about going over to the mixed martial arts side of, of uh, training? Not yet. Not yet. But, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to do it, man. Cause you know, I did a little karate back in the day. So, uh, you know, if, if, if the, if the circumstance was right, I would do it, man. Well, I mean, I, I know that you wouldn't have any fear of stepping into a, a different type of ring, you know, the octagon, but I know I've talked to quite a few, uh, boxers now and I've talked to a couple of, uh, mixed martial artists mm-hmm. and, a lot of mixed martial artists that are re- wrestling or judo or, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu based, mm-hmm. they, they've never had the boxing aspect. And then there's some boxers that I've talked to or some guys I've talked to that don't have that wrestling background. So is that, is that something that would be uh, a, a worry to you or is that something you would just dive right into like you dove into the boxing? Yeah, I would just start training on it real heavy, you know. Um, cause it's just like you said, like they, they, the MMA guys, they have like really strong back, you know, wrestling backgrounds, but they can't really box like that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and vice versa. The boxers, great stand up, great striking, but can't really wrestle, you know, but if, if the opportunity presented itself, man, I would really go get a, a serious wrestling coach, man. And. You know, I understand. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I know that, you know, you're from the city. Um, <clears throat> does that, do you feel as though that your upbringing in Baltimore has kind of given you a certain edge to your training and to your approach in fights? Because not many people know what it's like to be from here unless you're from here and grow up yeah. in the environments that certain people have. Now, the thing is, I don't know your, whole background i don't know if you came out the mud or if you're you know from a certain part of the city that wasn't terrible you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so uh do you feel like it gives you a certain edge just having that upbringing knowing that you're oh, from yeah. the city oh yeah absolutely absolutely because like um you know it just gives you that extra grit you know that extra bite down that extra you know when you can harness or tap into that man you can you got that extra dog in you, you know. Some people just don't have it, and and I get it. I mean, I'm not. I know this is cliche to use because he's the most famous boxer from the city right now, but you can tell Tanks from Baltimore, mm-hmm. and, every, and everything he does, every punch he throws, every 
every time he talks, you know exactly where he's from. You know, so there, there's no, there's no, you know, question about Tank. And uh, I, I, I see it. You know, I got a chance to go over to a media day. I got to watch uh, Dorian uh, spar um, Alvin Scott, and that was mm-hmm. a really, you know, really good demonstration that they put on. And those guys are, you know, a couple of great dudes. And just seeing like the extra little snap in it, you know, the way they talk, I, like right, the, right, the right. fact that we're rough around the edges and not refined a hundred percent adds to the charm of it all. Yeah, uh, so kind of switching gears, man, you, uh, you are a business owner in the city and you have one of the premier uh, locations for Rita's Italian ice in the city. You were at the newly refurbished rotunda on West 40th street. Correct. Yeah. How's that going for you? Good, man. Good, man. Readers is it's going great, man. I'm 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 happy, and you know, it took me a little bit of time building that location, and uh, but it's working out well. It's working out very well. And I and I will say that I, um, my, my wife and I have taken our daughter up there. We have free. Oh, nice, nice. So nice. so it's it's been it's been great. There used to be a Readers where the Dominoes is on Forty First Street, and yes. it moved. Um, Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was my wife worked there when we were teenagers. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, that's that's great, man. That's a great location. It's very family friendly. There's yeah. that little park right there for the children and that's the families great. to play. Um, and then you also brought Auntie Anne's to the same location in, in a separate uh, uh, entity on the same site. How, you said that's under construction, and uh, I saw the sign. And you know, yes, Yahoo, yeah. you know, world champion is on the you know, you got your uh, little insignia on the side of it, man. That's pretty cool. Uh, when do you expect to be open for that? Uh, we'll be open March 1. March 1, okay. So that is going to be um, a great thing. My wife asked me to ask you that because that is her <laughs> favorite thing in the world, yes, <laughs> one, at least one of them. Uh, <laughs> what is what is it like with i'm not going to ask you like you know the, the money side but what's the logistics for you know the permitting and the franchise acquiring is it a is it a very long process is it short i mean there's potentially some business potential business owners listening yeah it it, it is hold on did i cut out now you're good you did for a second you're good now though Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, but once you do it the first time, it's it's like uh, it's like walking the park like the second time, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Can, can you, you see me? I I can I can hear you. I, you're good. You're back. You're yeah. fine, brother. Once you, do it, once you do it the first time, it's uh, it it's, it was rough the first time. You know, it, it was a process, but uh, the second time around, it was, uh, you know, it was cake. So, so you- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, no, you're good. I just wanted to, uh, you know, kind of ask you that because it seems like once you acquire one, I guess they already don't have to do as an extensive background facts, on you. Facts, facts. So, uh, why Auntie Anne's of all franchises that you could possibly acquire? Um, you know, I grew up eating it, you know, grew up, you Towson know, mall. right, right, right. Towson mall, security mall. Right. Every time I went to the mall and I would go past it and I would smell the cinnamon and all that. I'm like, man, I gotta get a pretzel, you know? 
Or and, little bite or those little bites, yeah. man. You know, they're yeah. finally, man. I was just sitting there and I was just like, you know what I'm gonna do? I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a fantastic thing though, man. And that that's gonna bring a little bit of uh hype to the to the you know rotunda community. I'm sure that they love you up there with the the Italian ice. And you're and that's prime location. There's a lot those those high rise condos, mm-hmm. uh the movie theaters coming back. So yeah. you're once that's open, you're gonna have a nice little swing through where people can grab a a, a, a more cost effective alternative to buying uh, candy and and soda at the Back. at the uh, movie theater. So, Back. what are some of your other business ventures that you're currently involved in right now? Um, I'm doing some real estate investing. Um, uh, I have a deal with Cadoba that we're we're finishing out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, I love uh, that place. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, just doing my thing, man. And uh, I also have uh, some supplements coming out. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just staying focused and trying. That's to awesome, man. I'm, hey, I'm happy for you. Thank you, man. That's that's great stuff, man. Thank you. Uh, can never knock anybody for you know trying to build generational wealth. Facts. Facts. Has has the the business world approach that you have has that helped you in boxing? It does, it does, it does. Because um, you know, now that I have kind of like a business uh, background, you know, it's easier for me to read contracts. It's easier for me to negotiate stuff, you know, because you know I've been playing in the business arena. So, you know, I'm not just a fighter. You know, I also know how to read paperwork. <laughs> that's a, that's an important thing, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, it definitely helps in boxing too. So, and I'm assuming you don't have a background in bus- in business. It's more of a professional boxing, you know, is what led you there, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Kind of just studied and taught myself, you know, trial and error. Oh, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't have anybody do it for you if you want to do it. If you want it done right, do it yourself. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um. So with the the real estate, are you more in the uh, into residential or commercial? Um. Right now, just I'm starting a residential. Okay. And then, um, you know, work. I'm planning to work my way up to eventually get into commercial. So you've 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 you're building this portfolio to where when WBC no longer needs your services or you decide right. to step away, you it's um, smooth transition into the next transition. phase. Of, right, right. That's, that's hey, that is very respectable, man. That's you know, I'm I'm happy for you, man. And uh, thank you, brother. B- before I let you go, Yahoo, uh, let my viewers know, man. Where can they find you on social media? Where can they find you for your business ventures and where to be looking out for your next fight, you know, for streaming or television. Sure. Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Yahoo underscore rock Blackwell. Um, the fight is September 3rd, Dominic Republic. Um, um, I'm definitely going to be posting with, on, you know, all the streaming platforms where you can watch it and see it. Uh, Reader's Italian Ice, Baltimore Grand Rotunda, Auntie Anne's Baltimore Grand Rotunda. So next year is going to be a good year. Um, you know, so everybody come on out, come on out.
That'll do it for episode 22, season three, Bearded, Wholesome, and All Things Baltimore. Yahoo, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, man. You can thank just hang around one second. Thank you. Thank you.